There is a word from the Lord as we continue the series of messages that God gave us at the beginning of this year, simply entitled Faith Matters. Our theme for 2022 is Faith, Family, and Community. Our first of three series that we're going to do in this year of 2022 simply once again says Faith Matters. This is the 10th message of that series. On this first Sunday in March, as we begin Women's Month here at Bible Way, as Women Empowerment Month is recognized all over the world, a very special thank you to our women's ministry that kicked it off on Tuesday night with our associate pastor, Pastor Willie Mae Jackson. I preached the word, that's my boo, y'all, so y'all can give her a hand to praise. I don't know if I've ever said that before, Mag. <laughs> but uh, she, I'm so proud of her that God has blessed her and so proud of the women here at Bible Way. Our text scripture is a very familiar reference of scripture. I said to the congregation this morning that I subscribe to the academic thesis that says repetition helps uh, with knowing. It helps with retaining uh, information. And so at least once every year, there are certain texts that I try to preach from uh, unapologetically. Uh, one of them is this text today. Repetition helps with comprehension comprehending what you are trying to get. You know, those of you who are educators, you know the importance of having your students repeatedly read over things and do that because at the end of the day, you want them to comprehend it, such as the case with certain stories and testimonies that are in the Bible. Well, the testimony that is found in 2 Kings chapter 4 is one of those examples. Our text today is 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 25 to 26. As we open this Women's Month, as we share this incredible text concerning this incredible woman of faith. I think we shared last March from this text as well. 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning with verse 25. Hear the reading of God's holy word, the New King James Version. And so she departed and went to the man of God who was at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Jehazel, Look, it is the Shumanite woman. Verse 26. Please run now to meet her, the man of God says, and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well? One translation say, is it all right with your child? She answered and said, it is well. It is all right. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Once again, the series is entitled Faith Matters. This 10th message of the series simply says unshakable faith. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Un Unshakable, unshakable faith. Listen, I, I would like to begin today's message by asking all of us to consider this question. No one is exempt from considering this question. And the question is this, will your faith, will our faith be able 
to withstand an unexpected, life-altering, devastating crisis? Keep that question in the back of your mind. Will my faith be able to withstand in my personal life an unexpected life-altering, devastating crisis. Listen, my brothers and sisters, the question is not will you ever experience this kind of crisis, but the question is will you maintain or keep your faith when you do? I hope you got it. It's a matter of time. Some of you say it's a matter of how often I have to go through situations. But you will. If you live long enough, you will over and over again. Job chapter 14 and verse 1 says a person who is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. That's what the Bible says. If you are a human being, then you are full of trouble. Your life will consist of moments, plural, times of trouble. The only question is, will you withstand the crisis? Will you keep the faith when all things fall apart around you? Listen, when we speak of unshakable faith, we are speaking of a faith, and this is so important, and I need to define this, unshakable faith is a faith that cannot be destroyed or altered by unfortunate circumstances or by unpredictable situations or people. Because there are some unpredictable people that will find their way in our lives. There are some unpredictable situations that will find their way in our lives. The question is, will your faith withstand these kind of situations, these kind of people? Can you take the fact that some people will let you down? Can you be wounded in the house of a friend and still praise God and still keep the faith. It is important for us to understand what we're talking about. Unshakable faith is not about how spiritually deep you are. It is not about how many particular scriptures you may be able to memorize a quote It is certainly not about your title or your ecclesiastical position in places of worship. It is not about living a sin-free or a perfect life. But unshakable faith, somebody help me say unshakable faith, is about trusting and believing in God, doing our most difficult times. That's what it is about. It is about trusting God when times get tough. It it is about holding on to what you believe when your back is against the wall. It is about praising God in the midst of of going through one of the worst times in your life. 
It is about knowing that God is still who he is. Even when your situation is not what it was. Uh, can I preach to someone? Time will change. Time will change. Life goes on. People are often hurt. One of my favorite quotes is by the poetic author by the name of Robert Frost. And Robert Frost says, everything I've learned about life can be summed up in these three words. It goes on. It goes on. And so in the midst of everything we experience, we've got to understand that we've got to wake up in the morning and know that he is still the God of new mercies. Any witnesses? Listen to what the prophet Jeremiah writes in the book of Lamentations when he says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we have not been consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Somebody understand the fact that when you woke up this morning, you woke up with new mercies. Uh, that you may have had some old problems, but you've got some new mercies. Someone ought to give God your best praise. In fact, this would be a good time to put a praise on new mercies. Come on. On new mercies. Woo. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Listen, Jesus in the gospel that was recorded by St. Mark chapter 5 in verse 34, the New Living Translation, Jesus says to a woman who had been sick for 12 long years. The Bible says she became worse, not better. But she heard that Jesus was passing by her house. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can leave my house and touch the hem of his garment, then I believe everything would be all right. The Bible says, you know the story that she left the house in the midst of a crowd. She reached her feeble hand and touched his garment. And the Bible said right away, the issue of blood dried up and she was better. Listen to what Jesus said to her. Jesus turns to her in verse 34 of Mark chapter 5, the New Living Translation. And Jesus, Jesus says to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. It wasn't the touch. It was the faith in the touch that made you well. In other words, the faith that allowed you to leave your house knowing you could be stoned to death. That is what turned your situation around. Can I say to someone, faith does matter. If you want to turn your situation around, you've got to walk in faith. You've got to leave in faith. You've got to speak in faith. You've got to live in faith. You've got to give in faith. You've got to praise God in faith. Uh, you've got to worship in faith. You've got to go to bed in faith. You've got to wake up in the morning in faith. You've got to speak over your family in faith. You got to declare over your finances in ah come on somebody somebody help me say faith matters Woo. daughter your faith has made you well Woo. there's another powerful Example that is found in the text chosen for this message. A wonderful testimony of another incredible woman of faith on this first Sunday in March of the year 2022. And so let us now, for the next few moments, examine her story and its relevance and significance for us here today. This text, this Old Testament text that is found in the writings of the kings uh, involves the story of a very special woman. 
She was simply known throughout biblical scholarship as the Shumanite woman. Now, what made her so special was not only her faith, but her faithfulness. I need to just stay right there for a moment because if you walk in faith, you will be faithful. Amen. Uh, you can't be faithful unless you walk in faith. If you walk in faith, then you are faithful. You, you do what God has asked you. You cannot declare yourself to be a person of faith if you're not faithful. Faithful is not showing up when you want to show up. Faithful is not doing it when they call your name. Faithful is not being there when you sing your song. Faithful is not there when they pat you on the back. But faithful is if I never get my name called, I am faithful to God. Faithful with your living, faithful with your giving, faithful with you helping and praying for others. Walking in faith produces faithfulness. Those who walk in faith live a faithful life to what God expects of you. This woman, someone who not only had the faith to believe what God had promised her, but she also had the faith to declare what she believed. I told you earlier that I unapologetically preach from this text at least once a year, and I will tell you it seems as if every time I find something different that I had not discovered before. Look at the text and look at her situation. This woman was a noble woman. I don't know if I've ever pointed that out before. In fact, the New Living Translation calls her a wealthy woman. This woman never did go to Elijah, Pastor Lawson, to ask him for anything. <laughs> she did not even ask uh, Elder Sal for a child. The prophet asked his servant because of her faithfulness, what can we do for her? Said she doesn't need any money. She said, in fact, when Elijah went to her, and says, I want to bless you, her humility said, no, I don't need or ask of anything. I serve you because I love the Lord. Uh, so that's a lesson all by itself. A whole lot of us are faithful with hands out. Preach, Pastor Jackson. Yeah, uh, we are not always as faithful with our hands giving but with our hand we show up as long as folk do stuff for us oh I feel like preaching uh, as long as they meet our egotistical financial or social needs we show up stroke me I'll be there talk good about me I'll be there but she says I don't need any recognition uh, chapter 4 says she was a noble or a wealthy woman so the man of God said to his servant, we've got to do something for her. The servant of the man of God says she and her husband are both old and they have been praying for a child. Uh, I'm sure they would love to be blessed uh, with a male son to carry on the legacy or the last name of their family. So as, may I preach this? As the text tells us, Elijah then goes to her and says to her, no, she never went to him. She never asked him for anything. Elijah goes to her and say, I will bless you uh, and ask God to bless you. He prayed for her and said, God said that uh, by this time next year, God would have blessed you with a son. She said, don't fool me. <laughs> don't play with me. I didn't ask you for anything. Please don't play with my emotions. And the man of God said, it's the word of God. And listen to this. She took God <laughs> at his word. <laughs> and God blessed. And God blessed. 
And a year later, she had a son. The text says, and the son grew older, which simply means there was some transition between, of course, when he was born and now he's a young man. He was certainly old enough to talk because the text tells us that. It says one day as this son who is now older is out with his father, he develops an excruciating headache and he tells his daddy and the daddy did what any daddy would do when your child comes to you. Go see your mama. <laughs> That's what he said. That's exactly what he said. Read the text. The text says, he says, go take him to his mother and they did take the boy to his mother his mother knew that something was there ah may i take my time and share i want to put this in some context for you so the bible says he then goes and lays his head in his mother's lap and he dies with his head in his mother's lap. The son that God had promised her is now gone. Her situation has just changed. She is now experiencing a life-altering crisis. My child is dead. <laughs> Mm, while holding his head in my lap. Now what she does after knowing that her child is dead is beyond incredible. I told you I've read this text so many times and so often I study it as a student in seminary and, and up until this week, uh, verse 23 never stood out to me in this text. The Bible says she tells no one, not even her husband. Look at verse 23 says she, she goes up in verse 22 and she's in verse 22. I want you to keep it there. Uh, well, let's look at it. She says, uh, take him up to the prophet's room send one of the servants and get a donkey and hurry up because I need to go see the man of God. Verse 23, her husband says to her, what is the occasion? Why are you so in her? Now, now remember, the dead child is upstairs. Read the text. Uh, the prophet's room was on the roof in a separate uh, component of the house. So, so the, the dead child was away from the husband. Door shut. Husband, there's no indication in the text that the husband knows that his son is dead. In fact, ooh, look at verse 22. He says to his wife, why are you going today? Verse 23, he says, why are you leaving today? It's neither a new moon or a festival of Sabbath. It's not a religious day. Why do you want to go to Mount Carmel? <laughs> she said to him, this is the first time we see the words, it is well in the New King James. She says to her husband, for the first time ever in this chapter, we hear the words, it's well. It will be all right. Wait a minute, your boy is dead. Your husband doesn't even know but somehow you've got enough faith to declare before anybody knows what's going on. It is well. Sometimes you got to see it uh, and speak it before anybody else sees it and speak it. Sometimes you got to declare a thing and watch it comes to pass. God told me to take a pause right now to invite some of you to join me. And maybe perhaps there's something you are praying for in your life right now. And God says, Dara, take 10 seconds out of this message to ask them to stand to their feet and with unshakable faith 
open your mouth and declare with me it is well come on somebody say it is well somebody say it's all right it's all right I don't know how I'm gonna make it I don't know how this will turn out but it's all right now clap those hands as you take your seat yeah 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 yes 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 somebody shout it's all right it's all right it is well so here it is do I have time to preach this so she saddles her donkey get a servant doesn't even tell her husband because perhaps his faith wasn't as strong as her faith sometimes you got to shoulder the faith journey all by yourself and you got to carry folk even in your own household because God has given you a level of faith that everybody that lives with you don't have who am I preaching to she travels to Mount Carmel Elijah because of the special relationship he has with this Shemanite woman recognizes her Ah, Jehazel the servant recognizes her and says isn't that the Shumanite woman note her name was never given just like the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5 their names weren't ever given can I speak into somebody's life God gave me this at 8 o'clock so oftentimes we think we're not validated unless people know our name this is an iconic woman of God whose name we do not know but we know her story folk ought to know their story before they know your name folk ought to know your testimony and if they don't ever remember your name help them remember your story that God is a way maker God is a heart fixer God is a mind regulator Ooh. we are so obsessed with people knowing who we are that we fail to realize that it is much more important that they know what God has done for us Ooh. this woman who's only known in biblical literature as the Shumanite woman the Bible says the prophet sees her coming and he says to his servants something has to be wrong Ooh, uh, that's what the text assumes he, he feels that something because there's no way she would be coming this is not a religious holiday this is not a time where they come to Mount Carmel to worship uh, for her to leave her house and travel as long as she has traveled something has to be wrong so I need you to go meet her halfway and when you get to her please ask her these three questions is it well with you are you all right is it well with your husband is your husband all right and here's the one that's relevant for our message today is it well is it all right with the child knowing her child was dead upstairs in her house she declared it is well I don't care how it looks I don't care what I left behind me I'm declaring what I believe 
I, I am speaking my faith. My faith is unshakable. It's not based on what I know. I know biologically my son is dead. But my faith will not allow me to say nothing but it is. It is. Somebody help me declare it is. Where are my worshipers? Where are my praise workers? Now maybe this does not apply to everybody, but is there anybody under the sound of my voice that's going through something right now, but you will not declare what you're going through. You are declaring what you believe God will do. Help me declare it. it. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Open your mouth, wave your hands in the air. Tell the enemy, I don't care how it looks. I don't care how it looks. The God I serve, the God I serve, declare it is, it's all right. It's all right. Somebody say it's all right. It's all right. Do me a favor. Send a message to somebody. Text, Facebook, Twitter. Send a message to somebody and simply say, it is well. It is well. It is. That's right. That's right. That's right. It is. Lord, I don't care what I'm going through. I declare it's all right. It's all right. It is. Yes, it is. Listen. So the Bible says, listen, this incredible woman responded with these most remarkable words it is well now these weren't just idle words these words serve as a declaration of her unshakable faith i'm gonna deal with that next sunday when we talk about mountain moving faith sometimes you've got to say to that which is impossible that God is able and God can do it. Have you ever had to declare a thing before you can prove a thing? Have you ever had to say, I am so blessed when you didn't have anything to your name? Have you ever had to say that God is blessing my family? when you haven't heard from your children in months. Whew, they haven't been to church in years. You don't know if they still pray or not. But you declare what you believe God will eventually do. <laughs> Anyone ever had to exercise unshakable faith in the face of obstacles? and a crisis she said it is well she later pulled see here here's what and again i've read this text so many times but it wasn't pastor mcintyre recently where i read a recent commentary of the text that said this because the biblical scholars wrestled with why she did not say what was going on because other people were around <laughs> and she didn't want to discourage anyone. She waited until she got to Elijah by herself and said, now here's the situation. I still believe it's all right, but I came to get you and take you back to my house so that you can help me stand on the promise of God. Ooh, uh, 
Uh, who am I preaching to? Sometimes you can't share how you really feel with other folk because everybody can't take your declaration of faith. There are folk that will commit you to an insane asylum if they think you say something that is not true. But you've got to say when you ain't got no money, I'm all right. You've got to say when you're sick, I'm already healed. You've got to say when things are falling apart, I am blessed and highly favor by God. Say it, say it, say it. Woo. Ah, yes it is. Yes it is. So, can I preach this? No, my time is almost up. See, here's what the text says. So at first, Elijah thought he could just send his servant. He says, okay, Jehazel, take my rod lay it on his face, go to her house. Ooh, look at this woman of faith. She said, no, I don't want Pronto. I want the Long Ranger. I, 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 I don't want Clark Kent. I want Superman. I, I need you, Elijah. I need you to go with me. Because the fact of the matter, it wasn't Jehazel who made that promise to me. It was you through the prophetic anointing that's on your life. So Elijah goes, he is almost done. Elijah goes to the house, goes upstairs, closes the door. Ooh, I wish I had time to preach this. Ah, things happen in stages. I wish I had, maybe I, I can take a month just to preach from this. Say, you know what happens? So he, he goes upstairs, and I want to speak to everybody who's praying for a child. And because you don't see what you want happen in that child's life right away, you ought not give up. But before he opened his eyes, he turned warm. Somebody just got it. Somebody just caught it. Before he opened his eyes, Deacon Roy, he turned warm. And the Bible told me to tell you, before your child turn their life around, I'll warm them up. I'll, 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 I'll get started. I'll move in a mighty way. Listen, the Bible declares he stretches himself on the child. And the Bible says the child turned warm. But he did not open his eyes. And I'm hearing God says some turnarounds happens in stages. You've got to take every stage of the reconciliation turnaround that God is doing in the life of somebody. Maybe, maybe they come to church once a month. Maybe they told you, Mama, I prayed last night, but they still drink and they're still smoking stuff. But that's all right. Look at somebody say they're getting warm. They're getting warm. I feel like preaching, but I got to get up out of here. But God told me to speak into somebody's life to tell you your grandchild is getting warm. It's getting warm. It's getting warm. They're about to open their eyes. God's turning it around. And then the next stage of the recovery, of the restoration, the child gets warm, then the child sneezes, not once, not twice, not one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost, but the child sneezes seven times elder Fred I believe God was sending a word to the enemy and say you know seven is my number and I just want the devil to know that I'll do whatever I want to do he made the child sneeze seven times and then the child opened his eyes somebody clap those hands and give God your where are my worshipers 
Where are my praises? Thank God. Listen. Listen. I've got to go. But before I leave, I want to share with you three key insights from this incredible text. It's happening. Look at somebody and say, it's happening. It just so happened all day yesterday, I worked on the message for the third Sunday in March from Habakkuk chapter 1 and verse 5. I can't wait to preach it. It's on March the 20th in which God said to Habakkuk, I will work a work in your day. That message will be entitled, God's Working It Out. Somebody got to know that if your child is getting warm, if they're sneezing, it means they're about to open their eyes. Look at somebody and say, I don't know when it's going to happen. It may be next week, next month, next year. But God is about to do something incredible. Listen to these three insights and we are done. Insight number one. Stand to your feet. When y'all stand up, y'all help me preach faster. <laughs> Let me have, I, I want to I conclude this. But insight number one is this. Take a picture of this. I want y'all to see this. Write it down. The Shumanite woman never stopped believing in the miracle work and power of God. Whoo! despite the death of her son. Things will happen in your life that will shake your faith, but never stop believing. Don't let it shake it. Things will happen in your life that will make you wonder, is there a God? But never, whew, yeah, yeah. I feel something in here. Stop believing in the miracle working power of God. The second key insight from this incredible text says this about this incredible woman of faith. The Shumanite woman, remember we don't even know her name. <laughs> We only know where she's from. She's from a place called Shunan. Thus, she is known as a Shunanite woman. Ah, I love this insight. She refused to speak negatively, despite how the situation appeared. Proverbs 18 and 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue. I don't care how it looks, don't you say it. I don't care how awful or bad you think your child is, don't you call them demons, devils. Don't you declare anything negatively over anybody associated with your house. Amen, somebody. Whew. The boy was dead, and she still declared and decreed it is well. Death and life, <laughs> they are in the power of the tongue. And here's the third and the final insight as we prepare for our altar. Here's the third and the final one. Because of her unshakable faith, her son lived again. I want every parent, every grandparent, every guardian, every uncle and aunt is praying for somebody you love. Don't miss this next point I'm about to make. The son had nothing to do with his recovery. 
100% of his restoration and recovery was because the mama had unshakable faith. What are you trying to say, Pastor Jackson? I'm just stating a fact. You read into it what you desire. The son didn't pray for himself. The son did not ask God to restore him. He was dead. He had no life in him. Some of us are praying for somebody who is devoid of spiritual life. Ooh. Maybe you're praying for somebody who's already declared themselves a non-believer. Maybe they said, I don't, I don't even believe in God, mama, anymore. <laughs> but that doesn't stop your faith. <laughs> Amen. Because of her unshakable faith. Verse 35, the last clause, simply says, and the child opened his eyes. The child lived again because of mama's faith. Faith matters. Ooh. Your faith in your family matters. Ooh. Your faith about your situation matters. Listen, as we remain standing, the altar is now open. There's a wonderful song by Pastor Charles Jenkins out of Chicago, Illinois. We wrote a song that is simply entitled, Keep the Faith. That's right. If you desire to come, leave right now. The lyrics of the song goes something like this before Bill and the team comes, it says, the question is, when you're standing at a crossroad, what do you do? When a fork is in the road, what do you do? When the world is on your shoulders, what do you do? When your back is against the wall, what do you do when there is nowhere else to look where you do not know where to turn where do you go hold on look at someone and just wave at him and said hold on and keep the faith Ooh. come on worship and arts ministry right now yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Question is, the question is, when you're come let us pray for you right now. What do you do? Maybe someone has a child that you want us to pray for right now. Come on. When a fork is in the road. Come on. Come on right now. And just, what do you if you do? want to just bring it to the altar right now, take it to the altar. When the world right is on your right show. Now. The world is on. What do you do? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When your Ooh. back is up against the wall. Uh, back. What do, what you, do, do? you do? Sing, Bill. Thank you, team. I yeah, know you're yeah. asking in your yeah. hearts this morning. What do you do? What do you do? Here's what you do is hold on. Don't move to the left or the right, but thank you. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Some more questions for you. Where do you look? Where do you look? <laughs> when there's nowhere else to look. 
Where do you turn? Just lift those hands to the Lord like you receive. Where else to turn? Where do you go? That's my testimony, Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do? When there's nothing else to do. You're in his hands, you are in the master's hands. And the master has a plan. Hold on. Don't you dare let go. Hold on. Keep the faith. <laughs> yeah. I just want to remind you this morning, he's worked it out before. And he can work it out again. What you got to do is trust God. Come on, take it up and say, trust God. Say, victory. believe it this morning. Declare that victory, victory is, mine. is mine. Now tell somebody else, say victory, victory is yours. Is yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell your neighbor, say victory, victory it's, yours. it's yours. And because we're all in things together, Claim it, I claim it, claim it. It's ours. Can we stay right there for a minute? Say victory is ours. In the name of Jesus. Victory is ours. In the name of Jesus. Yes, it is. It's ours. Here's what you got to do. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Uh, Keep the faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep the faith. Listen, wherever you are, if you are viewing virtually, amen. There are some numbers that are on the screen. We encourage you to just call, reach out to. I would like to just end this with the question that we began with. The question says this, before we pray, I want you to consider this for the last time. Will your faith be able to withstand an unexpected, life-altering, devastating crisis? All week long, I want you to think about that question. Can I go through something and come out all right? Can I not lose my joy, my mind, my peace? (laughs) Can your faith withstand a crisis that will shake you to your foundation? And you still declare, it is well. It is all right. Close those eyes, if you will. After we pray, if you're here in this sanctuary, in this worship center, our elders and ministers are at the back to take any information you have. If you want individual prayer, if you want to make a commitment, if you want to be saved, if you want to turn your life around, if you're looking to associate with this ministry, amen. 
they have the information available for you. To those of you that are virtually the same, all you have to do is call that number that is on the screen. Will your faith be able to withstand an unexpected, life-altering, devastating crisis? Eternal Father, we thank you for this 10th message in this series. Thank you for instructing me to once again visit this text, this incredible text that is found in 2 Kings chapter 4 concerning this incredible woman of faith. We all have been challenged. We all have been challenged to withstand the pressure to fold, to give up the faith. Help us, Lord, keep the faith. Help us to be strong. Help us to declare what we believe even before we see it. <laughs> it's all right. It is well. We touch and agree that someone's life would turn around. Some mother, some grandmother, some, some father, some grandfather, some loved one is praying for their child right now. Thank you, Lord. For reminding us it's a process now bless in a special way bless in a way that you get the glory and you get the honor this is our prayer in your name we pray and give thanks and everyone that loves the Lord said amen come on keep the faith amen Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Ooh, see the elders in the back. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Uh, come on. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Listen, as you return, as you return next Sunday, amen. God has another word for us. Message next Sunday is simply entitled Mountain Moving Faith. We're going to talk about speaking to your mountains. Amen. Thank you for your vision offerings. Thank you for trusting God with $7 a week. God is doing some remarkable things simply because not only are you a faith walker, but you are faithful, and we say thank you. As Pastor Mac come to lead us into Holy Communion. Give God a praise for the word of God. Amen. What a powerful, powerful message from our pastor, unshakable faith. Once again, we ask that you remember our vision offering. Amen. The offering of $7. Pastor, I've shared with you the vision that God has placed before us. And God has blessed us to start on several of those projects already right down the street off of Atlas Road. Or right after, after you turn off of Bluff Road, you can see them removing trees right behind our OID building. You can see the signs up for the construction of our youth zone amen thank god and pretty soon you'll see the ground breaking look at the pictures amen and pretty soon you'll see the ground breaking of some more things that god has blessed us with and we thank you so much for being consistent in that giving the giving of seven dollars amen one dollar per day watch god bless you at this time we're going to go into our communion service to those of you at home that would like to participate with us virtually we'll give you time to go get the sacraments to those of you in our worship center if you didn't get 
your bag sacraments they're placed in a plastic bag outside if you would raise your hand our deacons can go get them or uh, for you and give them to you as our praise team come and lead us in a sacred song then we'll come back and administer communion those of you in the worship center, if you would stand and if you're at home viewing virtually wherever you are, if you're in a position and you want to participate in our virtual communion, if you could stand in reverence of, amen, what God has done for us. As we prepare to go into Holy Communion, the scripture says, and on the same night in which he was betrayed, he said, take, eat, this is my body which has been broken for you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which has been shared. For as much as, as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. Let us commune. Amen. He will never lose his power. Come on, let's just do, do a little bit more of that praise team. God for the blood that gives us strength and it will never lose his power with uplifted hands father we thank you for this wonderful worship experience that we've had God we thank you for your word for the unshakable faith God of the Shumanite woman and just like that woman said God it is well we too say all is well now, God, dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's children said, Amen.
We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you're moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.